now his opinion is his own. It's not what I formed him to be. And it's like, man, that's so cool for you to like becoming this person that thinks for themselves. Like, it's so exciting. I just, I love that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started here on the Who Is Your Mama podcast. If I am not recording a Who Is Your Mama podcast, then I am probably working at my company, Tippy Toes. I want to tell you about Tippy Toes because there are awesome business opportunities and it might just be a right, the right fit for you. Tippy Toes is a children's dance company and we go into schools and we offer dance classes on site. It is a blast. You don't have to have dance experience, but you do have to have a passion to build a business and make an impact in your community because that is what we do at Tippy Toes. It is a franchise, so you get to run your own business, but you are not in business alone. If you have any interest in possibly exploring the idea of tippy toes, of running it franchise yourself, please reach out. Go to check out our website, tippytoesdance.com. That's T-I-P-P-I-T-O-E-S-D-A-N-C-E.com, tippytoesdance.com. You can learn more about what we do there at Tippy Toes, and who knows, we can even get to hang out more. So go check it out. We'd love to see if that is a business fit for you. We are back here with part two with Gina Tolley. Now, I don't normally say this, but if you are listening to this episode and this is the first one you are listening to, I ask you to go back to the previous episode, episode 20, part one with Gina Tolley. At the beginning of that episode, you get all the context you need. If you already listened to that episode, then you are in for the rest of the amazing brilliance that is Gina Tolley. How have you and Chad created a family that is so close? You know, I don't know. Um, We're incredibly lucky, I think. We have two really incredible kids. and But I think some of that is just that we've been, we are firm, but also I feel like that we offer a lot of grace as well. So listen, I am, I am totally a yeller. I can yell and we um, I probably shouldn't admit we spank, but we spank our kids. And <laughs> also, but as they get older, I think that all of the things I try to do now, I try to mirror how Jesus treats me. And so, you know, like I realize that there is a, a level of getting disciplined and all of those types of things, but I want my kids to see that there's grace available as well. And so, you know, I feel like that they have always been felt like they could come to us whenever they you know, messed up or they can come to us when they're obviously when they've done well too. But, you know, I just feel like that we've always just had a really, I think the biggest thing with raising our kids is just an honesty, just a age applicable honesty that we've really always provided. And so, you know, we just, I think my kids are like, I could just eat them up. I think they're just the best. And so they're so well behaved and they just do the right things. And I'm probably going to say all this and then they're going to do something tragic as soon as I get <laughs> off this, but they, uh, that's the way it goes. But, um, they just, I just, I just really like them. You know, I can remember saying that about my husband, like my kids would go away to their grandparents for the week or something. And I would spend time with him and I'm like, I not only do I love you, but I really like you. Like you're a cool person. I would hang out with you if I wasn't married to you. And so that's how I think of my kids too. They're just really cool people. They just are really neat. And we've I to let them learn how to express themselves and be good, but they're just good kids and they're just fun to be around. And, you know, I think we do a whole lot of stuff that is fun and 
we try to laugh a whole lot and we try to have a really good time. And I hope my kids like that. So I just, I've never wanted to be where we've ruled with an iron fist. I want my kids, my, my dad always said, listen, I want to raise kids that when I say, whoa, I mean, whoa. And I think that my kids know that, like when they know that there are expectations and we are firm and we uh, want them to live to a higher standard than what the world is letting them live to. And, mm-hmm. and they know that, but they also know that our place, our home is a place where they can come and land and they can come there and be true to themselves. And it's, soft and it's kind and it's welcoming and and I hope that they always feel that way so I hope that they never have to ring the doorbell when they come to my home and they (laughs) always want to come and throw their feet up on the sofa so yeah so uh, I don't know I I don't know how we're so close but I'm so grateful for it it's such a blessing they are two of the neatest people I've ever met in my entire life so (laughs) what a cool thing to say as a parent you know and as they get older you know you see them in their own way like who they are as people you know and not an extension of you when they're like so tiny sure. and little, they're, they're feel like an yeah. extension of you. But so what do you see in your boys, you know, as a parent that, that makes you really proud, like characteristics or things that you see in them that maybe you either don't see in other kids or maybe you do, but there's certain characteristics in your boys that make you really proud as a parent. Well, I think the biggest thing with my kids is that I feel like that you can see how loved they are because of how confident they are, not in a cocky way, but just that they don't have to feel like that they have to go and sacrifice themselves to go find love somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that has always been my biggest goal with them is that they all never doubt that how loved they are and how valuable they are. And, you know, it's funny, my kids are really different. And so Peyton is uh, 17, he's six foot six, he's like this big giant of a man, but he has the kindest softest heart. I mean, he will see a puppy or a baby or, you know, and he just melts into a puddle. He's just one big heart. Um, But he is an incredibly hard worker. I mean, just so dedicated to school. He's a 4.0 student. He is dedicated to his sports. He plays three varsity sports. You know, he's just such an incredibly hard worker, which I just think is so valuable. He's so respectful and kind. It's just all of the things that you would really, if you were pointing out what you would want your child to be is, is, is what he is. And so he's just, he's a little bit like my husband's side of the family with, he doesn't really overreact to a lot of things. He kind of takes it all in before he forms an opinion, but he's very emotional. You know, he's very tenderhearted. He cries when the gorilla dies in the movie or you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Very kind. Charlie is a little bit funkier. Now, Peyton mm-hmm. is such, and he has had great sense of humor, but Charlie is a little bit more outspoken, a little bit funkier. He's a typical second child, so mm-hmm. he's a little bit more of the of the boundary tester. Peyton is a rule follower where Charlie will test every boundary. You know, mm-hmm. he'll but still always, Charlie says when they were little, we would pay them a quarter every time that they used a uh, ma'am or sir to somebody. And so he has ingrained in him this lesson of always saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Oh, my heart just melts. It's just the sweetest thing. And Charlie is 13 and has his eyes set on the Air Force Academy. That's all he can dream of is going to the Air Force Academy mm-hmm. and playing baseball there. And he, but he's a go-getter and feisty and he's funny and he, uh, he just has this really witty sense of humor. But he has a terrible temper like I do, which is a little bit aggravating. Um, you know, just really like a competitive spirit where he just, oh, gets really bad. But, you know, I just see my kids where they can 
my kids can go and be in any situation, whether it be with children or whether it be with with adults, and just kind of hold their own, you know, where mm-hmm. they can really do conversations with both of them. And I just, I think that that's just so great. But they're just so fun and they just love to laugh. And they both have these great sense of humor that are just so different, but so just so fun. So. Yeah, I, I love the, you know, the different personalities because I certainly have that in, in my family, as most people do, you I know, bet, yeah. and it, yeah. it's, it is, it's so fun to see. And I remember as a kid being like, yeah, but which one do you like better, mom? You know, or which, you know, like that whole thing. But it's so wonderful that they are different and they bring such different things to your families or to your family. You know, it's so it's so special. I love when you said, you know, they can hold their own because I feel like as a parent, you know, again, mine are little, but I'm like, I hope someday that they can hold their own. Like, that's what you want, whether yeah. it's and it's being true to themselves, holding their own, you know, like yeah. be you. And, and you know, when I see my girls, like you said, talk to, you know, an adult, I love it because I'm like, yes, you can talk. You have you say your yeah. opinion, you know, and even if it's, yeah. you know, everyone kind of has a little smirk because they're, you know, telling you about a worm that they picked up or whatever it might be in, in my world right now. But when you see, yeah. you know, your kids rise to the occasion and hold their own. It's just, it is so encouraging, I would think. Yeah. You know, as, I mean, it is for any parent. Yeah. Just wait till they get older. Like the older they get, the more they form those opinions and you're like, whoa. And so especially now Peyton has started taking concurrent enrollment where he's going to college and high school at the same time. And so for him to have to answer these kind of harder questions where it's like, you know, what do you believe about this political movement or whatever? And him forming his opinion where now his opinion is his own. It's not what I formed him to be. And it's like, man, that's so cool for you to like becoming this person that thinks for themselves. Like it's so exciting. I just, I love that. It's been so empowering to me to see like, and you're going to be a good human. Like, that's all I want you to be is be a good human. And you're really getting to be that way. That's so exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I would think so as they get older, because, it, it, you know, it, it is. It's And that's real life. Then you're like, you're seeing how they make decisions. And those decisions are going to yeah. be how they choose a spouse and how they, sure. you know, choose a profession and make decisions. And, you know, so it's, I would think, very encouraging for any parent to see your child's mind working, you know, and growing no, and, and expanding. I think going back to what talking about lessons is that you know it's great to be able to talk to your kids too about mistakes that other people have made and not in a judging way of just like how could this have been different how could we have worked this different you know what what do you feel like the mistakes were of learning from the sins of others like listen I feel like that some people are very judgy with that but it's like you know listen how let's talk through this and you know, I, I want my kids to make mistakes. I want them to be able to learn from that. But I'm just like, let's just limit it where we're not making life-changing mistakes. You right. know, like, let's, let's make mistakes. But, you know, I've also, I firmly believe this, not to get real Jesus-y, but I firmly believe, like, you don't know what it's like to be clean and forgiven unless you've made mistakes and you know what forgiveness is like and grace is like. And that's what, that's what I hope my kids always know is just like, you know, Jesus is filled with grace and my parents are filled with grace. And I think that my kids growing up, I'm, I'm hoping that that's a lesson that they really have learned from us. So, well, and you've, yeah. men- you've mentioned that a few times about grace and, and like being firm but knowing that there's grace. And I feel like that gives your kids 
a chance to try and a, a chance to yeah. do something that, you know, it could be hard or could be a challenge. And, and also just know that like there, you come back from things like, OK, you did make a mistake oh, or you absolutely. didn't study enough or whatever, but you can come back and you can do better yeah. next time. You know, so I feel like yeah. it's clear to me that that's something that's important to you, that I'm sure your kids feel yeah. that, you know, and gives gives them the space to try, I feel like, which is so yeah. important in life. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah. Was there, as you're raising your kids, was there, I mean, and you're, you're still obviously in, you know, in the thick of it with their ages and, you you know, lots of um, parenting, you know, situations, you know, every day for you still. Um, was there a phase or is there a phase that you loved the most as you were raising kids? I would, obviously everybody loves the little squishy part where they're just <laughs> so dependent on you and they love. Uh, but I will tell you that I have loved my kids as teenagers. I know that a lot of people don't like that, but like I said, maybe it's just our relationship, but I've just really, I've loved seeing them kind of, especially Peyton as he's 17 now. I've just, like I said, really developing his own sense of really who he is and what he believes. You know, Charlie at 13, he will basically hear a conversation with Chad and I. We call Charlie Chico Padre. We used to call him little boy daddy because he basically thinks he's Peyton's dad as well. And so, but he has, Charlie still is in the in the process of thinking that everything we think is the right way. Mm-hmm. We're taking and starting to see like, maybe I don't necessarily agree with this area, or maybe I do agree with my parents in this area or, you know, whatever it is. And so I think that's so neat to see his views become his own, mm-hmm. his relationship with Jesus become his own. It's not his religion or his faith isn't based on my faith. It's based on his own. And I think that that's so exciting. It's starting to be exciting to see um, how he's processing kind of adult decisions with he committed to a college to play baseball and to be thinking about like what he wants to be when he grows up. And so it's just, it's kind of like you finally get to see the fruit of your labor. It's kind of like planting these seeds a long time ago. And now you're so close to the harvest. You're like, wow, look at this great crop we have. And, And that's been really exciting to see that we've grown really good crops and not just a bunch of junky weeds. (laughs) I would would say so. That's so interesting. I've never thought about, you know, once your kids start to have their own opinions, which, um, you know, you are starting to see with Peyton. I've never thought about how I think in my head, I just thought, oh, parent, you know, you just want your kids to, I don't know, think the way you do, but you wouldn't like I wouldn't. I will love the minute that my kids have their own opinion. And I almost want it to differ from mine. Like, yes, like do your do your own thing, you know, be be your own person, take your own, you know, insights and make it your own. Absolutely. And I love the fact when we're around, meals are big, important to us. Like, I don't believe that Jesus gave you 10,000 taste buds to not have a great meal. And so <laughs> we enjoy great meals. And we love sitting around at the dinner table and getting into a discussion. And listen, I don't want my kids just to believe just hobby. I want you to experience something and maybe you'll teach me something about it. And what a great sense of I don't know, encouragement or how you could be just a confidence builder if you valued what your kids were saying around the dinner table. Because listen, whenever they get into the world, if they feel like they're known and can share their experiences with the people closest to them with confidence, how much more confidence are they going to feel when they can go and share that with strangers or with people in the workplace or whatever it is? But if you constantly are like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, they're never going to feel confident to go out and share those experiences in the world. And, and to me, that's what the world is about. That's how you make it better is that you have the confidence to speak your mind and be able to, to tell people how you feel. So I think that 
that hopefully we've encouraged a sense of not arguability, if that's even a word. If you, I don't, I don't want us to sit, sit and feel like that we argue all the time. But man, there's something that's really powerful about a good, healthy debate. Like I love yeah. that. So yeah. I, I want my kids to feel always confident that they can come home and be like, "Hey, I learned this, and I don't necessarily agree with this." You know, right. or how do you feel about this? Gosh. You know, that's a, when my kids come to me and say, "How do you feel about this?" And they're like, "Man, that's." I love that you think that I'm worthy of telling you my opinion. Yeah. You know, that's so great. So, and it's a great power to them to say, how do you feel about this? You know, of asking them the same questions. So, right. Yeah. It's really interesting because when you, when you said that about, you want them to be able to share their opinion around the dinner table. So then, then how does that translate? You know, then someday they're going to be at a boardroom or they'll be, you know, in front of an audience or who who knows where they'll be, but they will have had the dinner tables where they're practicing. The dinner table is where they're airing it out. And I just love that visual that you gave of that. And I can picture your dinner table being just like that. Um, And just, you (laughs) know, what a gift that is. Cause you're right. That's, that's the foundation. You're you're laying that foundation for them to then go share their, their insights and their wisdom with the world, which is so, I love that. Um, Oh, I love it so much. What advice do you have? I think your perspective is so unique as a parent. And I could talk to you forever, just to be clear, because you are, <laughs> you do have such great wisdom and such great insight. And I think you've done such an incredible job raising your kids and to just hear you love right. how much you love them and how deep your love is and how your family is so close. There's so many pieces to that, that I think are, are just so important that they, that it's almost a layer of life that you're giving them instead of, you know, I'm giving you this experience or this, it's like, it's like a feeling, you know, that I feel like I can feel from you that you've given your family that they'll have forever. What advice do you have for those parents that are, you know, in the trenches raising kids, whether they're your kid's age or younger or whatever, what, what advice would you give to a parent, you know, coming from you with your specific perspective? I would say first off, gosh, it's going to go fast. Like, I'm surprised that it has gone. Somebody told us when Peyton was born that it would go quickly, and I had no idea. So uh, it just goes by so fast. And so, you know, I think that my key word that I would say that would be my goal for everyone is just be purposeful. Just Just be purposeful in how you spend your time, how you interact with your children. You know, just every day doesn't have to be, you don't have to make a memory every day, but every day can be a memory, you know, just of the days together of just treating your children with respect and, you know, loving them through everything. And I think just the main thing is just being purposeful, just being purposeful with your time and uh, with your glances and with your, you know, I just think all of, all of the things. I think if someone told me early on, whenever I had kids that, boys want to be told that they're you're proud of them and girls want to be told that you love them and I think that every single day I tell my children how proud I am to be their mom not as proud of their accomplishments not as proud of anything but just they're good human beings and how proud I am that they do the right thing and make the right decisions and that when people look to them that they shine Jesus's light and I think that I just want them to live in a way that people never, that if they did something wrong, that people would think, man, that's so out of character for them. I just, mm-hmm. I just want them to always feel like that they are cheering for the underdog. And, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I think all of those things. So I think, yeah, just stop being purposeful. And I think, you know, if anything, 
your kids will mirror what you are doing. So if you want them to cheer for the underdog, you need to do that. If you want them to be loving, you need to be loving. If you want them to be kind, you need to be kind. If you want them to be sassy, you need to be sassy. Mm-hmm. If you want them to have their own opinion, you need to have your own opinion. They're going to follow what you do. And so if you are their greatest influence, how are you influencing them? And so I just, I think that that's what I would say is just be purposeful and then just be the influence, be the person that you want them to become. So I hope they're better than me. Listen, I'm, I'm probably not all that great. So, I don't know about that. I, I was, that I was just thinking like what you are mirroring to your kids. I mean, so your kids, if they're mirroring you, they are going to be gritty and they are going to be tenacious about things that they are passionate about. And then they also have this incredible tenderness and um, oh, love nice. that you have. And it comes through so clearly. I mean, like I said oh, in the beginning, I don't know you very well, but it's amazing to just, you feel that from you. Like, I feel like, oh man, cancer messed with the wrong person because I can feel that. And when you talked about um, Charlie having a little bit of a temper, I'm like, honestly, right when you said that, I was like, good, because that meant like when you said he's like you in that, I'm like, good. Like that temper is like, I think necessary right now. It's like God gave you that so that you can have it against cancer and, and be, and be here four years later, you know, beating the odds and and giving your yeah. family more time and and what a gift you've been to us to be able to learn from you with your perspective well, so it's it's really that's awesome so well i like Listen, to i think that i was gonna say one last thing and then i'll be quiet Please, no. i think the, the biggest thing that i've learned through cancer and i really hope my kids learn this as well is that in cancer, when you're fighting cancer, especially stage four, because listen, you get a label of stage four and people just think they're walking dead. Mm-hmm. But you get into cancer, you have to be your own best advocate. You have mm-hmm. to want to fight for you. And I want my kids to know that more than anything. Of like, you have to be your, if you want to play in the major league, you got to be your best advocate. You want to go to Air Force Academy, you've got to be your best advocate. That's what I want my kids to know too. Like, listen, it does. You have to fight and you got to want it and you got to do everything you can. And when people tell you no, you have to say, that's not good enough. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep fighting for this. So yeah, I that's so kind that you use those words to describe me. I think uh, I'm a mess most of the time. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say that. So, but I, not at uh, all. Yeah, I am. I am not a perfect parent, but you know, I just think that there is incredible opportunity to be around these incredible humans that we're gifted with, mm-hmm. and just influencing them to the best that we can to to be positive people in the world. We just need a whole lot more of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, the world is better because of you. That is for sure. And oh, and, and it's God. great because, you know, you're raising kids that will, you know, carry that on forever, which is, which is so cool. Well, I like to end okay. with some fun kind of just yeah. silly, fun, rapid fire questions that are kind of random, sure, yeah. but they're, I, yeah. I think of them as things that all moms can relate to. So five, four, three, two, one. Okay, at the end of a hectic mom day, how do you unwind? Um, I love sitting next to our koi pond and just listening to that. So that's pretty good to unwind. I'm not a big drinker, but every once in a while, I love a glass of Moscato or a good red beer. So yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay. too honest? No, it's so good. It's so great. That's awesome. Um, okay, what, what one food did you give, do you give your kids the most? Oh, we love gravy at our house. Gravy is God's deliciousness, so we love gravy. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Okay. The most enjoyable destination your family's ever gone? 
Oh, goodness. Uh, we loved going to Mount Rushmore. We loved, that was a, that was a great family trip. So yeah, we love, we love car rides together. So it's so fun. So yeah. Okay. Road trips. I'm guessing there's loud singing and, uh, Car, game, oh my car games. The, the funniest, yeah. And my 13 year old has decided that he wants to make sure that we play Texas Hold'em every time we get in the car. So I don't know if that's a bad sign or a good sign. I'm not sure. So, Say, yeah, we, love, we just, we love the time together. It's fun. That's awesome. That's so great. Okay. And this is a trickier one, but a word or phrase that you would use to describe your life as a mom? Mm, man, blessed. That's not tricky. That's, I'm so blessed. I'm blessed every day that God picked me to be their mom. I'm so grateful for them. So yeah, blessed. I love it. Gina, yeah. I enjoyed speaking with you so much. Thank you for Thank you. Um, being so open. And I think that, you know, your perspective, in my opinion, it's like for those of us that aren't in your position and don't have this burden of cancer, it is such a reminder of like, wake up, you know, wake up yeah. and and take advantage of time that you have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then for those that are going through what you're going through, what a light to look at of like, yes, it is hard. And, right. and I know that, you know, there's so much more that we could talk about. And I know that, you know, not every day is, is you know, a day that is great. And, and there's a lot of hard stuff. But I feel like listening to your energy and your drive to, you know, focus on your attitude and, and what your kids are seeing. I just I feel like you're a light for all of us. And I'm grateful oh, that you thanks. that you were willing to open up and share life um, lessons, you know, as a mom and what that's like to, you know, be raising amazing kids. So thank you for all of that. And what, what an honor. Thank you so much. And we wish you the very best Thank and we you. will um, Thank you. just cheer for you and pray for you. And I, you. I just know you're capable of all things and miracles happen. So thank you yeah. so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor. Thank you so much. So I appreciate it. Gina Tolley shared so much with us. Her perspective is incredible. And I hate that she is going through cancer and that she has had such a battle, but I love her tenacity and I love her spirit. And the way that she and Chad are raising her family is inspiring to say the least. There are so many notes that I wrote down. A couple of the things that really stuck with me is when she talked about how she wants her legacy to be purposeful and impactful for her kids. And I mean, of course that makes so much sense, but you, when you hear it from her, there's a sense of urgency. And and it feels like every day that is on her mind that she wants to be purposeful. And she mentioned that many times. And I feel like as a parent, sometimes we can all get into the routine and the rut and, you know, we don't want to do that. And I think she did a great job of reminding us that. And when she said, you know, if you think you're going to die soon, you're not going to waste any moments. And I know I am guilty of wasting moments. And I am going to take Gina's word to heart and make sure that I'm not wasting those moments, especially as my kids are little and there's so much ahead of us, I hope. And I also loved the visual that Gina gave us when she talked about valuing what your kids are saying at the dinner table and just thinking about how that sets them up in the future for, you know, all the times that they'll be presenting their thoughts and ideas. And I love to think about how she has given her kids a place at home and around the dinner table to share their true thoughts and ideas. I just think that's such a gift to give your kids. I just, I, I'm so touched by her. I, I am grateful that she shared so much of her amazing wisdom and her final, 
you know, piece of advice to be purposeful is going to stick with me for sure. And I think that's something that we can all do every day. And, you know, when we get off track, it's something to keep in mind as a mantra to jump right back into being purposeful with every moment of our life because it is precious. So thank you for listening to Who Is Your Mama? If you enjoyed today's show or any of our shows, please pass it on to your friends, tell people about it. Um, And if you have any moms that you feel like are legendary mamas that I would need to interview, I would love your suggestions. Thank you again for listening and have an awesome day.